Is the crypto bull market over forever or will we see a recovery this week? This and more in the crypto market talk this week. In today's episode, we will talk about, of course, Bitcoin, the major cryptocurrency that had a major correction in the last couple of days. We'll talk about Ethereum. We will have a look at Cardano, some interesting developments there. We will also discuss Cosmos. We will discuss Polkadot, Solana, some technical issues on Solana's side once again, unfortunately. Then we'll also discuss Polygon and Avalanche. Uh, we will also talk about Tezos. I almost forgot Tezos. Uh, the potential Ethereum killer, but also more on the NFT side and why and how we will look at right away. But of course, let's start with the major news of the week. We'll talk about the Bitcoin price. But before we jump into the price here, an interesting article from a Bloomberg and a Bloomberg strategist is saying that the price could potentially rise to 100K in 2022. Now, very interestingly, he's saying uh, it's building a good base here around 40,000 and I think it's going to take it at that level it's more likely to accelerate towards 100k now if we look at when this article was was written we can see that the January 20th then everything was fine uh, at least uh, before the major crash happened right but the main question that people always ask me is what was the trigger what was the reason for that major correction and i would say it's it's multifold right on one side we have here at the financial times uh, headline bitcoin drops to six month low as investors dump speculative assets and we shouldn't forget that bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies still count as speculative assets and that in turn would cause the bitcoin price to react much much stronger to a potential asset risk off or asset sell off when it comes to stocks and cryptos now very interestingly here if we look at the chart here there was a discussion or a headline that russia proposes a potential crypto ban so the central bank of russia was discussing a potential crypto ban but also a bitcoin mining ban then the price actually recovered towards the top a little bit at around forty-three thousand, and then it really started because netflix was warning on subscriber growth as you may have seen that the netflix stock also plunged a bit and that kind of created this um, asset or let's let's call it mostly stock sell-off in the last couple of days and that of course then caused the bitcoin price to drop now the bitcoin drop the bitcoin price drop hasn't really recovered it's still going down we will look at the chart in a short second and here another article with at least some humorous um, title with the pikachu pattern we will have a look at this pikachu pattern as well here the price was at 34,736 unfortunately it has crashed down a little bit more and here interestingly and you know cryptocurrencies are always driven a bit about memes and stuff and we can see here pikachu pattern you can see here the two years and 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 the potential pattern is this maybe a new pattern we'll see we already know the bart simpson pattern we know the cup and handle of course and all of these different technical patterns now if we zoom in here we can see the following image right we can see that the price in general 
the range that I've drawn here around 43,000 uh, would have been an interesting range if it would have kept. Um, obviously, it hasn't kept here and it dropped down. Like we've had this range between, uh, I want to say beginning of January up until the 20th of January, where the range held up quite nicely and then it dropped even lower. Now, the big question is always how low can it go? And here, for me, the most important area is between 29 and 33 thousand something like this that bottom should hold in my opinion it could obviously go down at least in short term we can see here we have seen some wicks down up until 28,000 but will it go lower for me right now I don't see really a reason for it although of course this is crypto again very high volatility so it can happen of course now should we go towards the upside I do think this zone of around 38 or 37 and a half thousand will have to be reclaimed in order for us to really get to higher highs again for me right now Bitcoin is a bit of a hands off at least to stay on the sidelines i think it's important that we observe what is happening in the stock market what is happening in general global economy in order for us to evaluate now we'll talk about ethereum as well here another article talking again about ethereum killers now it seems that the author of this article is saying that solana avalanche polkadot and cardano as well as some other cryptocurrencies that are a bit more unknown such as hedera could potentially be ethereum killers now is it true or is it not in my opinion solana we will talk about in a couple of seconds solana has had some technical issues avalanche has held up really nicely in the last couple of days Polkadot is fighting its own fight we will discuss at the end of this show and then Cardano which had also some problems on the decentralized side now again what was really interesting to observe in the last couple of days was how well the Ethereum network has held up we can see that of course when volatility is high people tend to use the networks really uh, a lot and the gas fees potentially go up as as well but at the same time the ethereum network was just working and we cannot say this about every kind of potential ethereum killer in the last couple of days and i think this is a very strong argument why ethereum 2.0 actually might be the real killer and interestingly um, some coinbase analysts are saying the same they're saying that the only real ethereum killer could be or might end up being ethereum 2.0 now on one side you have to keep in mind coinbase does have an offering of ethereum 2.0 staking so they have a sp specific vested interest that you do stake your ethereum tokens with them at the same time i do think they do make strong points i think that ethereum 2.0 is in a very good position to capitalize on all the developments in the different uh, let's call it decentralized world such as nfts and DeFi. but at the same time ethereum is currently at least struggling with high gas fees and there that's where the other cryptocurrencies uh, do come in handy we will talk about some in a couple of seconds but for me, um, the, the real kind of Ethereum killer will also be Ethereum 2.0. I do think that the development here should go quite well. And in my opinion, this could work out really well for Ethereum, at least midterm to long term. Now, of course, short term, the price has corrected down as well. We can see here for me, a really, really interesting zone, at least before I jump to the zone, let's quickly discuss this range as well. I was saying that 
between 3000 and 34 this could be an interesting range again it has broken through obviously because of the bitcoin correction as well but for me the really interesting zone here is around 1798 us dollars as long as this is holding up and i do think it will hold up this is at least from a risk reward trade ratio for me a very very interesting trade because again let's have a look at all the industries the nft industry where we can see the major marketplaces such as OpenSea doing multiple billions in one month in trading volume we can see the DeFi volume where the tvl so the total value locked in these ecosystems is at a all-time high in ethereum space so ethereum is the number one there with around 136 billion us dollars in tvl so these industries just won't go away from today to tomorrow so i would expect this to stay very interesting as a trade at least now if we look at the potential ethereum killers we can talk of course about solana and i have to say solana has had another outage in the last three days so between friday and sunday something happened um, they call it some double transactions that were caused by some bots causing essentially the network to go down nothing was happening on the network in the last couple of days so this is kind of the major issue that i'm seeing with all these ethereum killers they cannot really uh, be as good or be as consistent as ethereum is in this industry now what can we expect from solana at least from the developer side they're saying in the coming 8 to 12 weeks there will be changes there will be fixes there will be upgrades in order for the network to perform again in my opinion i'm a bit um yeah not shocked but for me it's a bit disappointing to see on one side everyone touting solana as the visa of digital assets of course it's very fast and very cheap but that network or the, these uh, features don't really help you if the network keeps going down all the time so for me i would expect here some major upgrades ideally in the coming weeks before doing an investment and we can see quite interestingly here and i've drawn here the kind of fibonacci sequence very interestingly it pretty much hit it to the dot here as well obviously uh, broke through in the meantime and what we can see here for me uh, quite the interesting area is around 70 us dollars should in the coming weeks nothing happen on the technical side for me the 39 us dollar area could also be kind of a potential range but for that to happen i would say the bitcoin price has to go down to at least 30 and technical issues uh, wouldn't get solved in the coming weeks weeks that would in in turn for me at least cause the price to go to 39 us dollars otherwise i would say until kind of we reach the 120s again for me solana is not an interesting trade let's talk about another alternative ethereum killer we'll talk about avalanche and interestingly avalanche has held up quite nicely in these last couple of days as well so avalanche seems to be quite an, a stable network even during crisis so all the contracts were working the prices haven't gone like create crazily high so for me quite an interesting development there and also interesting is that one an inch network a platform that kind of aggregates all these different decentralized um, exchanges is also expanding towards avalanche meaning that the demand for networks such as avalanche is quite high 
obviously one inch network also integrated polygon matic but for me it, it just shows that the industry in general is looking and seeking alternatives to ethereum at least short term and there i do think avalanche is quite an interesting trade we can also discuss or we have to discuss unfortunately and this is to be honest to be completely fair this is not really avalanche's fault but avalanche were stolen the the, the avax token was stolen in a multi-chain hack uh, last week where about three million us dollars have been stolen and within in these tokens and we have to be fair again polygon was also affected but avalanche tokens also have been stolen and that of course can at least short term cause some people to kind of be uh, at least I, I want to say distracted from the network right so for me uh, avalanche could be quite the interesting trade albeit this hack now very interestingly here i drew a fibonacci sequence here and very interestingly it almost hit it to the dot at um, this area and it is important to kind of recognize it we'll see it in a couple of seconds with another chart as well that these are in the end just tools even if we don't hit it kind of completely just giving us the range the price range with a couple of percent uh, is already very very helpful so for me kind of the interesting area was here the 53 uh, us dollar line according to the chart fibonacci is saying it was uh, around 51 us dollar and the price then was around 53 uh, or, or bit bit lower than that so between um 51 and 53 us dollars so for me a very interesting trade still again the correction of course was very tough but at the same time we're seeing increasing Aval avalanche developer numbers so that for me is very bullish and avalanche holding up in these price correction days is again also very positive Let's talk about another potential Ethereum killer, but not really Ethereum killer. It's more of an expansion on Ethereum's L1. We will talk about Polygon Matic. Matic is an L2 technology, so it's using the scalability solutions for Ethereum. And here a very interesting headline is that around 189 million US dollars of Matic tokens were committed to Bitfinex in terms of staking rewards. Now, if we look at kind of traditional staking rewards, you can see that if you run a validator, you will get around 14.95% annualized reward. If you delegate your Matic, you would get around 13.7% in rewards. And that would uh, mean that the 41% promised in this article obviously would be super high. Now, the question is whether they will be able to for something like this obviously it is in terms of interest in order to get more people to trade the Matic token on these respective platforms. But again, it will be available only for a limited time. So if you're interested in this, have a look at this. Now, again, um, between 13 and 14% of annualized reward is still double of what you would get if you would stake your Ethereum 2.0. So currently in Ethereum, I think you get between five to 6%, maybe sometimes 7%, but I think annualized, it will probably be between five and seven. Now looking at the chart, and we can see what I mentioned earlier, uh, just now here with the Fibonacci sequence that I've drawn, and it hit here pretty much the minus 27% uh, line here, hit the price of 1.6 
0.29. Now, very interestingly, compared to the AVAX um, kind of Fibonacci sequence, where here it hit pretty much on the dot the price, we can see here it was an interest, interesting and important range. So again, these are just tools that you would have to use in your toolbox. I'm a big kind of fan from fundamental analysis. That's my really strong background. And kind of combining these two tools, I think this is where the really interesting trades would happen. Again, price zone-wise, for me, interesting um, let's say more more bottom prices would be around one US dollars. Let's hope it doesn't fall that far because if that happens, we have other problems in the crypto space. Now let's talk about NFTs and let's talk about Tezos. Again, very interesting partnership from Tezos. Here, a partnership with Brandon Sainz, the artist behind Frank Ape. The idea is to have a gamified digital experience so customers can unlock the opportunity to buy digital art by science and the limited edition and this is physical gap hoodie now if you know the kind of street or streetwear um, industry you will see that limited collections always do perform perform really well even from um, brands such as gap so in my opinion this could be a really interesting development if we look at the price and i have zoomed out here quite significantly for me the Tezos price of around 2.11 to 2.37 is a very important area because it seems to have held up really nicely in the last, I want to say, almost one and a half years. And for me, if this breaks, then we can have a look at lower numbers. But for now, I do think this would be the absolute bottom range. So this could be quite an interesting trade considering that Tezos is moving towards more NFTs. I would even hope that the Tezos Foundation is even positioning themselves more with a focus of NFTs because then I think with additional partnerships, this could really go through the roof. Now let's talk about Cardano. Now Cardano has had an interesting, or let's, let, let's not specifically mention Cardano, but Sunday Swap, a decentralized application built on Cardano. And it's the first that went live and kind of has worked. And interestingly here, Sunday Swap is a decentralized exchange where you can swap and do transactions on the Cardano network. And it launched last week, caused some slow transactions, caused some lost coins, caused some trans transactions not going through. And these are all kind of points that make me quite bearish on Cardano as a whole. So it looks like the Sunday swap uh, launch wasn't really kind of a complete success. In my opinion, still early to tell, but again, they do promise some um, kind of upgrades similar to Solana. So it's definitely something we should keep an eye on. But for now, again, Cardano, not really an interesting trade for me. Interestingly, if we jump to the chart here, we can see the following image. We can see that the range has been broken towards the top, obviously, because people have been expecting something like Sunday Swap to appear. Sunday Swap was then a fail, plus the Bitcoin correction obviously caused Cardano to drop really, really low. And now something very interesting is happening as I'm recording this video. Last week, I showed you this line of around one US dollars, and I do think Cardano will hold this up. Now, of course it's below that but i would say this is very short term now if this should break kind of midterm then i would be worried for the cardano price and i would look at at least 80 cents us dollar 
because for me this could be then more of a problematic trade so again it is very close to the one us dollar line again we have experienced it similarly in april 21 where the price has dropped short term on the one us dollar but at least midterm it has recovered this is the daily chart so i would expect this to go up by days and closing if this doesn't then i would be way more bearish for cardano now let's talk about Cosmos. Cosmos has had quite an interesting week, although it was, of course, also kind of um, within this price correction of Bitcoin. The Adam people were actually quite happy to receive some airdrops. They have received airdrops from Juno Network, from Stargaze and Comdex, and they in turn have increased by 6%. So that means people are quite bullish on the Cosmos Network, on the Atom token by itself as well. Additionally, Cosmos has built the Polkadot bridge, so you can actually uh, trade between Cosmos and Polkadot again. And another very interesting news story here is that the Cosmos exchange osmosis so osmosis is a decentralized exchange built on cosmos also expands to ethereum using the gravity bridge so a bridge in order to get to ethereum now very very interesting developments here on cosmos again another very interesting and it's not very like the, the specific crypto product but more an etp so 21 shares launches world's first cosmos crypto etp and you can actually buy this one on swiss code if you enter 21 shares adam for example or 21 shares cosmos it should show up here on the 21 shares cosmos etp and you can trade it here on the six um, exchange for swiss francs now if we look at the crypto chart we can see the following I must say I'm really, really impressed how well the Cosmos price has held up during this crisis. I, I, I didn't expect this, to be honest. I've drawn this line between 39 and 42, and we're just now hitting around 30 US dollars as the correction keeps on going. But again, when in doubt, just zoom out. When I look at the trend line here, we're very far away from the, from breaking this trend line. So for me, this is still a trade in play. Quite interesting, that could be the trade of 2022. Now let's talk about Polkadot because Polkadot has been kind of a bit disappointing in the last couple of days. One article makes the point that three possible reasons are kind of the, the main reasons why Polkadot may be losing this L1 race. We can see here interoperability is a key factor. Now while other decentralized exchanges are building on multi-platforms and are building these different bridges, Polkadot is very Polkadot focused. One major reason of course are the the parachain auctions polkadot is saying we can build upon these parachains we don't need to have all these bridges or we don't just prioritize them that's the kind of question um, that i would have for the polkadot people for me right now this um parachain or, or late launch of parachain auctions could be a major reason so the first parachain auction was actually quite successful it also caused quite the price increase in polkadot for now the price decrease unfortunately has caused polkadot holders to question why am i even holding these dots and that's the third reason saying that the benefits of holding polkadot are very limited whereas with other coins you can use these coins in order to 
to do contract transactions such as token transfers and swaps. And in Polkadot, you use the native tokens just to pay for gas. And that, of course, will cause some people to kind of question their investment in Polkadot as a whole. If we look at the price, again, the trend line quite interesting here it will touch or is literally touching right now the trend line so the question is again this is the daily chart the question is what will happen at day's end will it hold up will it not hold up that's the big question again we've had some kind of big ups and downs here in the polka dot sphere for me from the parachain part, this is really interesting. But again, the native token argument is a very strong argument where I would say this could actually be more of a problem. And that was it from the crypto market talk this week. Again, high volatility. And we are in this industry of high risk, high reward. And again, when in doubt, zoom out. I will see you on the next episode. Make sure to subscribe to this channel. I will see you on the next one. Yeah.